Day, everybody, and welcome to episode nine of One Life Live It. That was Chris Ryan kicking us off with uh, Less of a Stranger, and I just want to read up a little bit on that. Uh, but following up the release of successful string of singles over the last three years, I ain't mad, slow down, and last forever. Newfoundland based country singer Chris Ryan is back at it with an upbeat new song about last chance for butterflies. I love it, by the way, side note. Less of a stranger is Chris's take on the dangers of putting yourself in the dangerous position of seeing that special someone walk into the room and change your life forever. Working with British Columbia-based Simba Music. Did I say that correctly? Right. Uh, songwriter, producer, Davar Valama. Davar Valama. Davar Valama. Ryan and Valama have crafted an upbeat tune about one more taste of danger and a chance of making that girl less of a stranger. Of course, at the heart of it is the fact that most of us haven't encountered any strangers in a very long time. Less of a stranger was born in the dark social vacuum of the pandemic. Mm, the new single Less of a Stranger was written during the COVID-19 pandemic amid lockdowns and across time zones. And as Chris states, at its core, the song is about seeing that one person walk into a bar that you automatically want to know more about. The song's inspiration those was, uh, was me thinking about life getting back to normal and being able to do those simple things we all miss doing over the last year, like having the memory-making, spontaneous good time with friends and strangers. The song implies a nostalgic return to normal dating conventions, uh, addressed in the most country of manners, last calls, last songs, and a hint of line dancing. There's even a line about having someone rocking across the room without the aid of arrows on the floor. Thank you, Chris. And kissing someone directly on the neck. Just slide that in there right too as well. Chances are though, we're going back to having to redefine first base for all of you uh, 80s people out there as seeing someone without their mask on for the first time. Guess we'll just have to see how that goes. I absolutely love that uh, for that song that kicked us off at the start. I'm blessed and thank you. Uh, I also know him as, uh, I call him my wingman. Someone's <laughs> going to be my wingman. Uh, the king of the spinorama, uh, a, a true good teammate uh, on the black team, but also a true great teammate in life. We've had some amazing conversations. We've had some intimate ones. Uh, someone that has really been a life nudger in my life. And I'm thankful that he's here today. So thank you, Chris. Oh, thanks, Cal. Uh, so I think that for me, and I'm just going to give it another little spin here, but I think for me, as much as I'm a sports fan, as much as I'm a fan of team sports, as much as I'm a fan of, you know, teams together, the battling, the camaraderie, no matter what team sport that is, um, as much as I'm a fan of that, I'm a real fan of two other aspects of life. One, the fighter, uh, that person that for lack of a better term, strips down to the skimpies, goes in there and really lays it all out on the line. And I'm also a fan of not just the singer, the player, the person that takes the stage, but I'm a big fan of a songwriter. Yeah. And I think it's ultimate vulnerability, transparency to be able to do that. And I think that's really uh, living your one life and your one dream. And um, I'd love for you to share a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly um, probably the most exposed way that you uh, can, you know, express yourself. Um, 
And it's uh, sometimes it's a whole lot easier to put something down on a piece of paper or, you know, put it into words um, and express it that way. Uh, I'm kind of babbling here, but in the same breath, um, you know, there's just, uh, there's a vulnerability that a lot of people don't want to necessarily express um, in a one-on-one situation. Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of times it's just easier to write it down. And that's why we've got some of the greatest music um, coming out of uh, some of the hardest times of our lives because it's just easier to say it that way as opposed to, you know, saying to your friend on the phone or, you know, your parents or even that person you're having that, uh, that struggle with. So uh, I think that that uh, offers something uh, very genuine. It does. You know, yeah, I'd like to say that I've had a couple of bumps uh, along the road in my life, uh, but no more than anybody else, really. And I like the quote is expressed, you know, if we all threw each other's shit in a pile, we'd be happy if we pulled out our own. And, and I really believe that. But music has been a real partner with me. Uh, I mean, I love lyrics and I love listening to lyrics and I, and I, I can't sing and I can't play, but I have so much respect for those that do. And I really listen, like I I'll sit and I'll listen. I have so much respect for what you're doing. Uh, you know, we, we have so many uh, goals that we chase that are ultimately just defined by our family background and our parents and those kind of things, mm-hmm. but to really grab on to something that you really want to do, I think is amazing. And that's why I consider you a life nudger, because I think that you can be that person uh, that has shown that I have gone after what I have truly wanted to do. That's what somebody has thought I should do or advise me to do, or this is kind of, this would be a great career for you. I think what you've done has been fantastic. And, and for me, music has been such a big part of my life, uh, especially through the down times. I've held on to lyrics. I have lyrics across my home. I'm a writer, but then I share uh, uh, in a camera. I haven't found a camera I don't like, um, uh, but I do write things and I write and I share and people think, well, where'd you come up with that? To? Well, I journal, I journal a lot. So as much as I don't think uh, I'm a singer, I'd like to think I'm a lyricist. Is that the right word? Yeah, absolutely. And that's kind of one of the other things, you know, you touched on, uh, you know, certain points in, in, in your life where there might be high points, there might be low points, but uh you know, one of the most special things about being a writer and, uh, like you said, a lyricist, is the fact that, you know, lyrics aren't going to hit two people necessarily the exact same way. Right. Right. So you're going to get them in a, uh, <clears throat> you're going to get them in a situation where uh, they might receive it when they've gone through a passing in the family, when they've uh, gone through separation, when they've met somebody. You know what I mean? Like it. it those songs hit everybody differently yeah. and that's kind of one of the special other special things about you know being a writer is that it's always nice to have people talk to you especially when you're on the road mm. um and say oh you know i heard prairie girl and, yeah and i never wrote prairie girl but it was the one that kind of kicked it off for me um oh, i heard prairie girl when i met this girl at a, at the cabinet beach music festival yeah. you know like i it stayed with me ever since so i'm like okay that's great and then the next person could have heard it when you know, they just needed a little bit of an uplift or yeah. at a wedding at a dance. And it was their first dance. You know, like those sorts of stories are all kind of really cool to make you realize that when you're putting it out there to the universe, it's actually coming back. So I it does. And I, and I think there's a lot of people that can relate to that on a small factor, on a micro factor, that putting something out to the universe and how it does come back. Um, but on a macro factor, it's just so incredibly important. The energy, I believe that we're all connected by energy and I know that, that, that can go somewhere a little deeper, but I really believe that. And, you know, there's a time throughout the last seven days as we plan to sit together that I just play less of a stranger to people and say, hey, what do you think of this? And they were blown away by it, which is kind of cool because yeah. we're going to pump that. And we're going to hope that everybody is going to take the opportunity That's to right. uh, download it. And, and uh, uh, but as I played it, they were amazed. Truthfully, and I haven't shared this with you yet, they were amazed. And I and I said, do you know where that comes from? And they're blown away. So it's it's kind of really cool that we've got the talent that we do have. And uh, but not only that, like you said, the connections that are made through the lyrics, through the moments. I think that's what songs are about. Songs are about the moments um, in, in time. It's like a capture in time for me. And um, uh, I, I think it's 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 a it's a powerful yet uh, ego flattening uh, ability that you have. Yeah. You know, we're, we're lucky to be able to do it. We're lucky to be able to come from a place that is so rich in, 
in that talent. You know, there's so many, so many great undiscovered artists uh, from this province and from the Atlantic provinces that it's, uh, it's just, you know, it's humbling to just be part of it. Um, so we went through a pause. Mm -hmm. uh, we've gone through a worldwide okay. pause. And I have, um, you know, I know other people will use other words for it. I'm, I call it a pause. I call it a reflection and introspection and an opportunity to look inwards, an opportunity to reevaluate connections and relationships and, and in, in a great way. Um, but boy, oh boy, was it, I believe, tough in uh, setback or, or an even deeper pause for the arts community, for the music industry, or was it? Well, it, it, it was, um, it was obviously, you know, very different for most of us traveling musicians and touring artists. Um, but, you know, if you're going to, you know, go on your platform and we're going to talk about it at the end of the day, it was an opportunity to just adjust. Mm -hmm. um, you know, every industry had to adjust, whether you're in real estate, whether you're a contractor, whether you're an architect, whether you're an artist. And, uh, you know, it kind of tested a lot of people's will um, for the better. I think for the most part, at least I hope, um, you look at our little, uh, our little pocket of the world here in Newfoundland and in the, in the East Coast, I think that it's, uh, I think that it's kind of made people realize how much they miss certain aspects of what we have here. Uh, whether it's scenery, whether it's uh, music, whether it's just going to see a play, going to, you know, go out and socialize. Sometimes uh, I feel like that's been taken for granted uh, on a pretty aggressive scale. So the fact that you're getting to see that and now that we're able to go out and play, you know, you're seeing people more appreciative. You're seeing people, you know, like you're seeing an extra couple shillings in the tip jar at the end of the night because people are really just appreciative that they're out of the house yeah. and they're able to go sip on their favorite beverage and enjoy some great music. And I think that that's, uh, that's probably one of the best things that I've taken out of it is that, you know, I think for, for lack of a better term, I think we took it for granted what we have mm -hmm. here. We did. And, uh, it's nice to see that it's getting appreciated again and it's getting, uh, it's getting some love and some legs. I, I, I witnessed that in the real estate industry mm -hmm. uh, and in the sense of that we were never really selling homes. Uh, we were selling lifestyles and there was more of an appreciation for home life uh, throughout the pause. Uh, the appreciation to be at home uh, and at home office, a theater room, a place to watch movies, wherever that was, it was a place to uh, reconnect again. Mm -hmm. And I believe that, that 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 had a lack of appreciation, but no more than in what I believe the arts industry and the opportunity to get out and really connect. When you were told you cannot go here, you cannot do that, that was not a nice feeling. And I believe that we did have a, a greater appreciation coming out of the pause of the arts, of the social atmosphere, of the reconnection, of the the provincial gifts that we have here in Newfoundland and Labrador and globally. We've seen it now that people have looked around and said, where's a real safe, happy place to live and enjoy life? And I think it's, we have been magnified on the globe right now. And I believe music has been a big part of that. And again, I've said it so many times, I'm thankful for you, but, but uh, more so you must be thankful yourself. Yeah, well, I mean, you're getting one of one of the things that was very different um, was people started to do the online concerts. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that's when you could see it. You know, like the first the first say month or so of the whole lockdown uh, or pause, as you say. Um, you know, you could start seeing guys who would have a regular gig on a Friday or Saturday or Monday, whenever it is. They would go out on that day and they would do a Zoom show or they yeah. do a Facebook live and when they did that and you start to see the views you could kind of see that you know people are embracing this sort of thing and then you go two months in and then then you can really see it because now you're getting viewers from everywhere yeah you know we've had people it was funny because you, you do a couple of them and you kind of have to 
you have to figure out what's the best time to do it because you're going to have people yeah, in, in, you know, four or five, you know, sometimes six different time zones. Yeah. And it's like, you just want to accommodate everybody because, you know, you want to hit it as much as you can, but at the same time, you know, you don't want to do it every other day because you don't want to beat a dead horse. Right? right. So, yeah. um, but that was when you could start to see that people really missed it. Mm-hmm. And, um, it was, it was kind of a, it was kind of an uplifting feeling to know that, you know, it's, you know, you're not forgotten about sort of thing. And, you know, the industry's not going to die. No, we're, we're, we're not going to be in a moratorium. <laughs> no. <laughs> and, uh, that was, you know, I, I've, I believe the pause gave us greater opportunities, greater appreciation. Mm-hmm. And there are some that are, are that are going to grab onto those opportunities, make the best of them. And then there are, there's going to be people that are going to really struggle with this coming out. And uh, it's going to dig up some ugliness within them that, that uh, they're going to have to really face and question. Uh, the opportunities that I saw with the online concerts, so to speak, or the online shows, or uh, I thought they were fantastic. Uh, they became avenues to get to know you a little better. You know, sometimes you come inside and, uh, you know, you, you pay your cover charge, you pay for your ticket, and you're, you're jammed in the back, and you really don't get that intimacy with, with the, uh, the performer, uh, so to speak. But this really opened up the intimacy. This really made you get to know uh, the person even that much more better. I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was great. A lot of those shows, uh, a lot of those shows were a lot more, um, what you would see on the road, mm-hmm. you know, like when you're playing in a the theater, you're playing in a stadium or you're playing in a, you know, auditorium or just a soft seater, like yeah. something that's a little bit smaller. So it's, it's more intimate. You get to tell the stories behind the songs. You're not trying to scream over a bunch of people in the bar, mm-hmm. uh, to get attention and to, to kind of deliver a message. So that, aspect is yeah i can see how that would be received that way i love it i I really do i think you've been uh you know as as a resemblance or of the industry i think it's been fantastic because you really are truly when the doors opened up someone had to go somewhere and this was almost the first place that people went to and the first good feelings and then somebody has to you know if i paint that picture somebody has to walk on stage somebody has to turn the mic on Somebody has to crank the amp. Somebody has to put the guitar over the shoulders. And I think you guys have been, you know, the leaders in really bringing back a normality to, to life. Well, I mean, you know, again, it's all about, it's all about messages and, and the way that people receive songs. Mm. And, you know, I'd say there's a lot of people out there who never haven't been in a bar in 10 years. Yeah. They've never been to a concert in 20 years. And, you know, like the iceberg uh, festivals yeah. coming up and, uh, you know, they just sold out one night already for the Irish descendants. Uh, we found that out. So, I mean, tickets went on sale yesterday. We're recording this on, uh, on Thursday, the 22nd, but, uh, but, uh, yeah, tickets went on sale yesterday. They sold out one night. I think it's fantastic. I beautiful. I really do. And that's, that's, you know, that's the way we want to see it because that's the way that without that happening, promoters can't promote and promoters can't promote and players can't play. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, behind the scenes things when it comes to this industry as well, from lighting techs to road guys, to yeah. stage managers, to show managers, to, you know, it's just, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a big machine. And you know, what you see on the stage doesn't come in an overnight, uh, in an overnight rehearsal, you know, I, I mean, I, I, I had the opportunity to work on television. I've said so many times that the people behind the camera, yeah. Oh, and the, and the guys and gals in the trucks, the amazing what they do and the, the passion that they have to make us look good or sound good. Yeah. It's, it's truly incredible that way. Um, it's, uh, you know, we've been blessed because, you know, we've, we've, we've got some great friends and great connections that have allowed us to continue to play hockey together. Yeah. Uh, and we kind of did that a little quiet, which was cool. Uh, <laughs> but that was sort of leading the way as well. Uh, and, and now seeing ourselves lead that way again, having those opportunities to get back to what we're doing is, is kind of, uh, it's exciting from my point of view. Is it nervous for you or are you excited? Like, what does it mean when you hear a concert has sold out? That has got to be exciting. Well, it's just, I mean, it's just a sign of, of normalcy is the best way to describe it. You know, like we say this, you say this after a loss, you say, okay, you know, it's never be the same, but uh, you get used to a new normal when you lose somebody in your life. And, you know, like we lost a lot of things in our lives last year, 
And uh, I think that the fact that you can hear that a show is sold out, that there's a show at all, yeah. <laughs> yeah. is uh, it's a, it's just a sign of normalcy. You can feel you can feel the shoulders getting a little bit lighter. You mm. can feel you know you can feel the energy in the town. We've got downtown here in St. John's. Uh, we've got the downtown pedestrian mall, which is great. And I'm you know you kind of got to feel for a lot of those industries um, that. Uh, and not just those industries, but those places in the world that never had that last summer. No. You know what I mean? There's and places, still don't have There's it. places in Canada that were still locked down. Yeah. You know, I, I have a friend in uh, Vancouver, his eight-year-old, or sorry, his six-year-old never left their neighborhood and in eight months. Yeah. And in those eight months, he never went into anyone else's home but his own. Incredible. It's a six-year-old. You know what were we doing when we were six? We were uh, throwing rocks, <laughs> skimmers, <laughs> yeah. Shoot, shooting, uh, shooting balls into the garage yeah. door, trying yeah. not to get uh, caught or dented up so you don't get in trouble. Uh, you know, I just that's that's another generation that I kind of feel for because yeah. there's uh, there's this big social aspect that a lot of our kids uh, really missed out on last year. So it's exciting to think that we're going to get back to kind of being able to educate and and socialize and show how to socialize in the, in the new normal, if you will. And really our patience has been tested. Mine has, it was tested yesterday. Mm -hmm. And uh, because we want to get back now and, and truthfully, we are blessed here in our province uh, that we have been leaders worldwide. I believe there's no greater place to live in the world, truthfully. And I know that this podcast is now touching people in, in the United States and Italy and Germany and you know, hopefully all over the world, but there is truly no better place to live than right here. Uh, it's amazing. Um, I'll take a shorter winter any day, however. But, uh, but you know, for the music, the culture, the, 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 you know, the friendliness, uh, it is absolutely amazing. And we have been leaders. We were leaders in Canada. Canada were leaders in North America. Uh, North America became leaders in the world. So truly, I believe that we've been, you know, stirring the right drink. Yeah. I'll use that reference yeah. uh, to open back up the social atmosphere. And that's cool because when we bring it down to the micro level, there still has to be somebody that leads the way. And the arts industry now, which has been shunned in the past or which has been uh, maybe not as appreciated, let's, let's use that term, maybe not as appreciated as in the past, um, that now I believe the level of appreciation is higher. And I believe that the level of um, acknowledgement will be there. Uh, and you are really, to me, <coughs> the true leaders of opening up the doors back again. You know, it's, I think everybody is just excited to kind of share what they can. Because there was a lot created as well. And I know I've talked to a lot of people and, you know, they released songs during the pandemic. Some of them waited until after, you know, the full shutdowns to get out there and kind of release new music. But that's kind of cool too, because... You know, it, it, people got introduced to new music more so than ever because it was on the radar, right? Right. Unfortunately, screen time is probably the only thing up aside from caseload over the past yeah. 22 months. So um, I think that that's, uh, that's something to be said, too, is that, you know, you not necessarily want to encourage screen time. I personally don't. But in the same breath, because people are paying attention to it mm -hmm. and people are being, you know, made more aware of, new music, new television, new movies, whatever the case may be, just because it's something to occupy. Yeah. How did you, how did you, when did you make the decision? I know it was, a, it must've been a gradual process to, but to really make a decision to go after uh, your passion, when was it and what, and what really clicked about it? Was there a time because, you know, this is a, a platform mm -hmm. for where I want people to, to, you know, share a story, that may nudge them along to really embrace that life that they have, uh, that runway that they have left uh, to really make the best of it. Uh, was it a process? Was it just something that really said, hey, I'm just going after this and that's it? It was, I mean, it was somewhat gradual. It was always what I wanted to do, you know? It's always been my passion. Um, you see me on the ice, I wasn't making it in the show, so I had to, I had to make alternative uh, arrangements, but, uh, <laughs> No, I had a few sales jobs. I was lucky to start early. And uh, I was in 2011, I got uh, they repositioned the company that I was with. Mm -hmm. And 
my position basically became redundant. So I was lucky I had the subsidy of playing bars and I had already been doing that for, you know, four or five, six years, whatever it was. And uh, probably about two years later, uh, a friend of mine, fellow musician, kind of talked me into recording the song. And uh, yeah, Prairie Girl came out and then Toby Keith happened and then... <laughs> It's just okay. You just can't slide. <laughs> Toby Keith happened. You kind of got a little well, blow on that know, a little we, bit. We released so we released Perry Girl, yeah. and then uh, I had another great handout from our, our friends who take the shop productions. Mm -hmm. uh, they helped me out with a video for that, mm -hmm. and then um, Toby Keith was coming to St. John's, so uh, we sent in uh, or we submitted, you know, like the profile and the and whatnot uh, bios and material and they came back and they you know we were the opening act for one night sold out Palm one stadium yeah and uh then it was just kind of like wait a minute i can ride the wave a little bit so we rolled off of that and recorded my first record um and then from there it just basically became you know it sounds bad but it was survival mode but luckily i was able to do it you know and that's uh that's kind of the I guess it's the fight or flight sort of thing. You know what I mean? Like yeah. fight or flight, sink or swim, whatever you want to call it. But uh, I knew that if I, I knew that I wanted to do it and I kind of wanted to just continue, you know, forward momentum and growth. And uh, that's just kind of the driving point really, because, you know, there's no point, you know, your industry pretty much well, any industry, any, any stalemate can, can really, can really, you know, put you to the bottom. So we just kind of tried to continue with forward momentum and continue with forward momentum. And, and that was just, that's the driving point. You know, I'm not going to say that it's been roses every freaking day. No. Uh, because it hasn't, but you know, the most important thing is just, you know, you keep positive, you keep positive attitude towards it. You know, there's going to be days that you're discouraged and you just, you want to cut every string off every guitar you own and, you know, just let it all get sold. But, um, yeah, um, luckily for me, I guess I I haven't quite hit that bottom yet, and uh, hopefully the uh, it's still onward and upward from here. I have no doubt. I have no doubt at all that uh, it continues to be upward and onward. You know, life is relationships, and when we look after those relationships, uh, you know, they tend to look after us. And, and uh, you know, there's a reason that we're chatting today. Um, there's, um, you know, this is a platform for the life nudgers that have that I have recognized in my life. Those people that have nudged us to, to continue us, to encourage us, um, and, and you know, and sometimes we'll go down tough times to re-acknowledge and re-appreciate uh, those challenging times so that we now uh, uh, become enlightened by the good times. And I think it's important to understand that there are life nudgers all around us. And that's why I believe you are in a sense that not only the that that it's the music um but it's even the feel-good aspect of wherever you are too whether it's like you said on the ice um you know in amongst the dressing room it's whatever energy that you're bringing it's always good it's always positive you know i always said uh, everyone brightens up a room someone they enter and someone they leave and <laughs> uh you know you're the guy that brightens up the room uh, upon entering and I think that's a special time because there, ha there have been down times. I know that. Uh, and, you know, yeah, we can go down the road of the struggles and things like that. I mean, we, we could talk about the stolen guitars. I mean, I don't know. Like, I remember, I, you know, my boxing gloves were stolen from my vehicle one day. And that killed me. Mm -hmm. Those gloves, looking back and what they meant to me in that moment. Uh, so I can't imagine knowing, you know, when those things were taken and, and you know, when they found their way back home, that's just a little thing. I know there's bigger, tougher times uh, based on the conversations we've had, but to be able to uh, push through forward, to be a life nudger for others, um, despite all of that, I think it's an incredible gift. Yeah. Well, I, I really it, man. You know, it's a, it's the sort of thing too, that it's uh, I was brought up on the mantra that it's not hard to be a good person. I didn't take a whole lot to be a good person. Uh, you know, I grew up with two parents who were very supportive and, uh, you know, weren't afraid to put me in my place when I got a yeah. little bit out of my britches. Um, but at the same time, you know, we're surrounded by people in our, in both of our shared lives, um, 
that are inspirations, whether they've been sick for years, whether yeah. they've been philanthropists, whether yeah. they've been, you know, just supporters of arts or kids or whatever the case may be um, in sports or in school or in life, um, which I think all of that comes in under in life. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, you know, you surround yourself with good people. I, we have a good buddy of ours, Bernie Heller, and taught mm-hmm. me a long time ago. They say good people bring good people. Yeah, and that's the way it goes. So surround yourself with good people. Absolutely, I, I love <laughs> it. Uh, okay, so we can't uh, sit together and not talk a little hockey. Of course. So uh, you know, there's, yeah, there's all that music stuff and real estate and all that. Yeah, that really. At the end of the day, it's all about the hockey. Um, <laughs> so we're yeah, so we're gonna daft in because let me tell you, this uh, this guy's got some good insight into the game as well. Um, uh, we've got some good things happen. Uh, obviously, we just had the Tampa Bay Lightning win the Stanley Cup. Uh, my Canadian the Montreal uh, gave it a good run, and uh, and it was kind of nice because that kind of dug up some old memories of, of the, uh, the good old days. But I thought it was a fantastic season. Again, uh, athletes, as, you know, as much as we can sit there and watch them on TV and, you know, and, 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 look at how much they make. They still came out during a, a pause, yeah. uh, a pandemic, a, uh, you know, those things and, and uh, perform battle through injuries uh, to entertain us. Um, but we've got some kind of other stuff happening here. Now we've got a new team, um, the, the Seattle Kraken that will join the uh, NHL in just a short period of time, folks, we're getting back at this real short. Um, I think the schedule will be released a little later today. Um, I preseason starts. This, I've seen it this morning. I think it's like the 20, 23rd or 26th of uh, that would be September. September, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. I plan on being in Florida in October, <laughs> uh, right around the time that I hope that they'll be dropping the puck at some point in time. So, uh, we'll see how all that works out. Um, let's get things open up, people. Um, but yeah, no, we've and we had some expansion stuff last night. We've been talking over the last six or seven days to, to uh, yeah. You know, and, and then there's been some different times. Uh, a lot of players left unprotected for a short period of time. And uh, we said we'd chat about that. We'd bring it home. We'd have some fun. We'd have some lightness with it. So we had an expansion draft last night. It was kind of... Um, yeah. 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 It was a little anticlimactic. Yeah. It was. That was the word. I think, I think, it was, I think the buildup was, was far too great with some of the players that were left unprotected. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the hype was... Uh, the hype... You know, just kind of not never let us down. I mean, I think that there's still some big names that were moved. Yeah. Uh, still some big pieces that ended up uh, in new homes. Uh, I think there's going to be a couple interesting uh, first entries in the training camps this year for some guys. Very much. <laughs> uh, very much so. I, you know, there's some heavy shoes to fill too, right? When you're yeah. coming four or five years just after uh, after, Vegas, you know, yeah. after the uh, Vegas Golden Knights and everything that they have done, the bar has been set so high. At some point as a leader amongst an organization, you got to sit back and say, okay, that's going to be really hard to match. I mean, that's a historical run. And now they, even those, you know, that team has its own toughness now to maintain that level of expectation. So I think that they were going to be taking this approach anyway, mm-hmm. which basically for those people that may not know in the hockey world would be, you know, kind of some less contracts and some players with lesser known resumes and kind of hopefully build off them. But we did see some interesting things. And I thought it was a point that you brought up that was really kind of cool. And nobody really touched on it. All you insiders out there, you should probably uh, call in Chris for your insider information. Uh, You talked about all the names, you know, but you didn't highlight the fact that there was a lot of captains left unprotected by their teams and i thought what and i'll get you to touch on that but and not only just captains assistant captains or mm-hmm. and i know this name has been daunted around but carrie price arguably the captain of uh the montreal canadians too was left unprotected but there was a, a, a lot of captains now one of two things happens either they get picked up by the team such as uh, a giordano uh who may just very well be end up the captain of the Seattle Kraken or a lot of captains who did not get picked and end up having to go back to their teams. And was that something planned by them? Was it something conversed? I have an appointment on that. Um, but that was interesting. You brought that up and I thought that was, uh, you know, some real insight uh, as to how the, how that conversation must've started, but the captains were, how many were left unprotected? Well, I mean, you, you got to assume and you got to hope that from a respect 
uh, standpoint yeah. that GMs are having a conversation with these guys. And it's not just, hey, you're not going to be protected. Uh, you could be in the expansion draft. Mm. Um, so, you mean, you will hope that there's enough respect, especially for a lettered player from a GM to have that conversation. Uh, the price situation, I mean, it's, it's 26 million right off the top for a team that, you know, hasn't even sold yeah. a season ticket yet, really. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you got to think that there was a conversation had there. I think uh, I saw a Reddit article this morning that actually kind of had good insight to it. Um, basically saying that it also shows the confidence that they had in their backup goaltender yeah. so that if, you know, if it was to happen, um, they felt confident enough in their backup goalie uh, and the work that he did this year to give Price the relief and still win him a few games. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's also another testament to leadership too. You know, if, if there's a guy who's 38 years old and he's led your team for the past couple of years, just won his first Norris trophy a couple of seasons ago. Yeah. Um, you know, you thank him for a service, but you give him an opportunity to go out and ride the wave a little bit, uh, maybe show off more. Yeah. Uh, because you know, American markets are going to spend a lot more time paying attention to these guys. Great. Insight. Uh, Great. Insight. And you know, a lot of the American markets don't see, uh, Canadian teams because Canadian teams aren't really pushed in the States no. until we get there, especially not in the past couple of years with the pandemic and where the bubbles and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, I think at the end of the day, it was very close to what Ron Francis's resume has been as a, as a top gun. Uh, yeah. You look at what he did in Carolina. Um, I think that that was a pretty good footprint uh, and template for what they started to do last night. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what are your thoughts? I well, yeah, and you just touched on Ron Francis, and I didn't even realize that last uh, I heard it last night. Here's the second all time leading assist leader after Wayne Gretzky. I don't know if you've heard of him before. So, here's a guy who quietly has done it, uh, amazing career, and and was not really probably going to be the splash guy, it wasn't going to be the Vegas announcement, it wasn't going to be the flurry rocking across the stage moment. And, and what we're touching on here is first of all, yeah, some entertainment. That's what we've talked about. Um, and and really some new world stuff, but also relationships. I, that's what I think is relationships. I don't think there's not one player that they haven't had a conversation with. Uh, and I think from management down, this is not something they started on Monday. This is something that they talked about. I think Carey Price made all the decisions for the Montreal Canadiens. He said, let's, let's do it this way. And if this happens, then we're going to do it this way. And we're going to release this note. And it's going to be this cryptic message. And all these guys are not fools anymore. They talk and they know and they build relationship. And the guy that wants our buddy Jake Allen to be with the Montreal Canadiens the most is Carey Price. Yeah. And uh, they know it and they understand that. And they see the longevity of it and the relationships between teammates to management. Um, the old days of the guy up in the stand smoking the cigar or up in the press box or the owner behind the bench, uh, those are not there. They are communicating. They are talking. Mm -hmm. The good teams do that. And we're only talking about 32 teams. So uh, I think all the conversations were had. And, I, you know, for us, we want the, uh, the moment, but it's really not there. They, most of these, these decisions were made. And if anything, one of the last teams last night to announce a name that was taken was Detroit and found out that the guy was, they just couldn't get a hold of him and they wanted to let him know before it came about. That's right. I see, that's respect and that's appreciation. And that's, that's what we see more of today, especially at these levels. I believe there was a lot of communication had and there wasn't really going to be a big splash. You just mentioned it because um, you are the insider, um, <laughs> but you just mentioned it just then. That, you know, this was an opportunity for Giordano, a player, to maybe get more bigger exposure, uh, maybe more marketing opportunities than he would get in a city like Calgary. And uh, so these these are things I believe were talked about. And these are the things that, uh, you know, makes for an exciting summer. We have the draft this week coming up. Okay. And uh, so, I mean, it's like, it's like that season that isn't stopping now, which is kind of cool because they always said, the NFL was the machine that never stopped. And I don't know. I think the NHL is the machine that doesn't stop anymore. We're going to um, let another pause. Yeah. So, <laughs> we'll take, we're going to be lost. We'll take, uh, I'm kind of good. I'm getting ready for the bask. No, I'm sorry for the mask burning. I'll call it, yeah. a, I'll call it a basking, but the mask burning. I'm getting ready for that. It's so. going to be a, a 
I'm going to have one big enough to see from this. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I will contribute to that one. So <laughs> as we continue to move forward, uh, I want to touch on a little topic um, and, and uh, get you to just speak on it very briefly. Um, during our pods, we had a friend, uh, Shannon Cody, lovingly known as Shaq, uh, passed away. And um, I know that you're behind the scenes now getting uh, some things ready. Uh, maybe we can touch on that a little bit. And if there is uh, somebody that might be listening, or watching uh, that may be able to contribute. We'd certainly love that opportunity. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Shaq was a very well-known figure in uh, sports, not just in Newfoundland, but uh, yeah. right through North America. Uh, you hear some of the testimonials and the, and the press conference conversations that happened when we heard about his passing. It was pretty, you know, special to see uh, what they did in Toronto where they, you know, lined up the pucks in Shaq's name. And, uh, you see what DJ Smith had to say in his pregame, uh, press conference um just goes to show that uh you know people are not forgotten you might work with somebody for a year you might work with somebody for 20 but uh you never know the uh, the impact you can leave on somebody uh especially when you're a good person uh like we touched on earlier and just like Shaqie was uh so on august 12th just so happens to be my birthday cool. uh we're going to put that on the back burner and uh we're going to do a cherry golf tournament for uh, for Shaq. Uh, we've got lots of super cool prizes coming in. There's being a silent auction, live auction. Uh, we've got obviously some pretty uh, badass hockey memorabilia is coming in uh, and being donated, which we're greatly appreciative for. Um, it's happening at the Glendening Golf Course. Nice. Myself and uh, the former voice of the St. John's Maple Leafs, Brian Rogers. Mm -hmm. It's hilarious. Every time I get on the phone with Rog, I either think about the first time I was called up to uh, senior <laughs> because he was the one that called me in Mount Pearl. <laughs> Or uh, thinking about being a kid in the mid '90s, uh, listening to the hockey games on the uh, old five five ninety or nine thirty a.m. Uh, radio. So, uh, anyways, there's a lot of great people behind the scenes mm -hmm. who are doing this. The goal is to uh, create a scholarship fund um, in Shannon's name, mm -hmm. and uh, you know we're we we feel that we're well on our way to do that. Uh, we've got some returning players coming back. We've got some uh, some members of the Ice Caps. Uh, we've got some members of the former members of St. John's Maple Leafs. Um, we've got some, uh, of course, Fog Devils. Uh, yeah. Can't be can't be forgotten, often overlooked. Uh, speaking of the voice of the Fog Devils, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so there's going to be it's going to be a great day to celebrate Shannon. Um, you know, I lost my I had lost my family a number of years back, and the send off that we were able to do because it was 2017, long before we could have predicted this. Um, was quite special and uh when you when i heard about passings during the uh, pandemic and the lockdown i kind of felt for a lot of those yeah. families because you really couldn't celebrate life the way they should have been you know you hear people yeah. losing uh losing kids in their in their teens in their 20s and they can have 10 people in a room yeah uh, you know that's kind of heart-wrenching um but that's not the focus uh, the focus right now is we're gonna we're gonna celebrate the little guy and uh, send them off the yeah. way that he should be yeah for sure um and, and again everything that we touch on today is just the power of the relationship uh and how important it is and to uh, to never never let those go so um a couple of questions all right here we go all right uh you have not this is you can't sit in the hot seat with me and not know that there's going to be a couple of questions come from me by the way so i'm going to fire them at you you do not know the questions and I do not know the answers. So whatever comes strictly straight from the heart, let it go. Uh, no thoughts put into it. But um, what motivates you? Um, leaving a memory. Mm, love that. Yeah. I, uh, I, uh, one of the tunes that I had uh, written release or released re recently. Jeez. Alliteration is not my strong suit on <laughs> Thursday. Um one of the tunes that I released was called Slow Down, and Slow Down is all about... Uh, oh, great video. It's all about just release, you know, like yeah. releasing something into the world that uh, is going to be remembered and um, going to be remembered for the right reason. You know, like we all want to leave a legacy that we're proud of, or most of us do anyway. And, uh, you know, that was basically what it is. So that's probably my biggest motivation is uh, just, you know, being remembered as a good dude. Was that the... Was that would that be a, the the biggest produced video uh that or prairie girl okay. yeah one of the two oh, great song slow down make sure that you uh 
put that one in your library as quick as you listen to this. Uh, if you find yourself stuck, how do you motivate your, motivate yourself to continue? Just just a little simple, it could be something simple, but you know, you find yourself stuck, you're a little tired, it's been a late night. How do you get going for the next day? Um, uh, typically a French press, and uh, <laughs> and uh, I just find like you know, if you ever hit a block, if you ever hit that wall, it's just with just take a minute. You know, it could be a minute, it could be five minutes, it could be a half hour, it could be a run, it could be a workout, it could be whatever. Uh, you know, a lot of times you know, I'm working on something and we got to ski it at noon. Mm. I'll go to the rink at 11. Yeah. Just to get away, you know, you kind of get a palate cleanse, if you will, and then uh, yeah. get back at it again. I love it. Uh, okay, we're going to try to keep it a little light, but I got one here that I really love to hear uh, your insight on this. But what's one idea you think we could implement today that would make life just a little more easier? I want to say not mask, but <laughs> no, it's less of a stranger. That's no, uh, yeah. No, it's uh, if there's one thing we can implement. Um, just you know, I've seen you touch on it a bunch of times. Just kindness, man. Yeah, kindness and support, because you know, as positive as things are feeling right now, because stuff is starting to lift. Um, there's still going to be a lot of people out there who are going to need a shoulder. Yeah. Uh, there's going to be a lot of people out there who are going to need a push. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to be that, uh, if you're going to be able to get that opportunity, um, again, it goes back to what you want to leave behind. Yeah. And uh, I think that that's probably the biggest thing that we can implement right now as a universe to uh, to kind of make this transition a little bit easier because it is going to take it some time. It will. I just got a little goosebump there for those that may be listening on the audio, but on the video, I just got a little goosebump moment because uh, people are going to need a little push. And uh, uh, Chris may not know it, but he's pushed me. He's encouraged me. He's uh, he's pointed out what I thought. Uh, you know, sometimes you get a little ribbon in our worlds and, uh, I've never gotten that from Chris and it's always been a good push and, uh, he backs up everything he says. So, uh, thankful to have him as a life nudger in my life. Uh, okay. What's your superpower? Let's keep it simple. Uh, writing. Yeah, that's good. What's your kryptonite? Uh, writing. <laughs> no. and i know that that's not it wasn't meant to be funny because it's you know it's it's yeah, like it's, it's, it's a double-edged right yeah when you're doing it and it's flowing it's great and when it's not flowing it's just it's literally it's crippling so it's not it's you know no different than anything else if you've got an injury if you've got a hindrance in anything that you're normally used to doing then you know i call that kryptonite uh, let me see a couple more. Um, all right. What is your favorite movie? Oh. <laughs> and I know you're a movie guy. So. I don't know if I could ever I know. nail one you down. Movie guy. Um, I don't know. I, I'm a big war mob movie guy. Yeah. I love those. Yeah. 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 Nothing in particular, like everything in that wheelhouse I watch from, you know, mm. From U five seven one right to you know Saving Private Ryan yep. to Goodfellas like that sort of thing Sopranos yeah. giddy up can't turn none of those off no nope. once they pop up on the TV that's it your next couple hours are are blocked out for sure so uh, okay we're gonna leave with this one but if we're sitting here here we'll take here for sitting here a year from now celebrating what a great twelve months it's been for you in this life what does that look like. That looks like um, travel, mm. um, you know, hopefully some support for the career and uh, good health and a good hockey season. Oh, good hockey. Maybe <laughs> get the hockey in. Hockey's always got to come in there yeah. right at the uh, right at that one, one moment. So I love that, love that. Uh, okay. <laughs> Look at this stuff. <laughs> love that. Is this the first album? That's the first one, yeah. Yeah, that must have been exciting. It was, yeah, it was a, it was a daunting task because I had never done it. I played on other people's records, but I had never done my own. So the process was strenuous, but a blast at the same time. I worked with some great people um, and yeah, it was just great to get it out there and try and, you know, finally be able to share what I was creating and what I was writing for the world. So that was good. Prairie Girl, song number six, a great tune. Great tune out of that. Where can we get this? 
Uh, you can get it locally at Fred's Records, or you can reach out to me through my website, chrisryanmusic.ca. Mm -hmm. uh, but you can also get it uh, wherever you stream your music. All streaming platforms is where you can find any and all of my music. Perfect. Um, and uh, yeah, this has been uh, absolutely fantastic. I love Slow Down, the video. I really do. Uh, I will post that. Uh, I'm going to post the link to um, to uh, Les. Les Estranger. Les Estranger. Can't wait. Mm -hmm. Love that song. Been playing it all the time. And uh, Prairie Girl. Prairie Girl is is is. It's on my phone. It, like like when I <laughs> when I get in the car and it, and I plug it in for whatever reason. That's the one that pops up all the time. I don't know if that was some kind of. Uh, subliminal. <laughs> subliminal thing but it's kind of cool uh but yeah every time i plug the phone in my car prairie girl is the one that rocks out so uh i love it i absolutely love it and and i love i've said time and time again i want to be immersed around people that when i leave the room i feel blessed and i am blessed uh, that we spent this time here together yeah. today and I'm hoping it's not gonna be the last time. No, absolutely. It's not gonna be the last time and come back a little bit. And if I get comments below and if I get requests below, maybe we can get the old guitar to come in here as well and get a little strum. <laughs> I know, and you know, you know, I'll fill up the tip jar. Don't worry. I'll fill up the coffers and we will go from there and uh, take it away. So listen, it's been episode nine of one life live it uh, podcast. I'm absolutely blessed that Chris was be able to join us today. Uh, please, please take the time to check out Chris Ryan music and uh, all the tunes that are available there. Some great ones. Again, I'm going to post some links. I'm going to post some YouTube videos uh, as well. And uh, let's really show our support. Uh, he's been a true life nudger, uh, not just in my life, but to so many people's lives. And we want to continue to make those memories last. He's here to make a memory, but not only that, uh, the memories that he's leaving with everybody else uh, are truly, truly special. So please, on this episode and in his music, I'm going to do this uh, together. Please like, share, and subscribe. Uh, we are live on YouTube, Apple, iTunes, Google, Podbean, Spotify, Amazon, Alexa, and iHeartRadio. And I am incredibly blessed that you've shared your time with us today and with my partner, my wingman. Yes, my wingman, the king of the toe drag and the king of the spinorama, Chris Ryan. Thanks, buddy. Thank you so much. Uh, one life, live it. We love you. <laughs>